along my fellow tech enthusiasts another edition of tech watch radio takes to the airwaves welcome to the show my name is sam bushman i'm an it consultant for a living i've been so for the last 40 years or so hard-hitting <laughs> technology always available now uh, this is npitechguys.com that's our podcast website uh, that's where the radio shows uh, are aired available for anybody anytime we're working on possible video, so keep that in mind. NPITechGuys.com, brought to you by NetworkProvidersInc.com. Uh, and we keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Jay Harrison with me. Welcome to the show, sir. Greetings, Sam. Sometime back, a couple of episodes ago, I kind of made refer a reference to this idea that we're going to be doing a discussion about um, checkouts or retailer, you know, checkout. Right. Self-checkout. What do you call them? Lane self well, so they want to get rid of the self-checkout. So it's about checkout lanes in general first. And so the headline says this, written by Gina Carey in tech. She says this, even the retailers are fed up with self-checkout, automated kiosks, double theft rates, among other issues. Self-checkout machines are not only annoying for the customers, Quartz reports, but... A growing number of retailers have begun to rethink uh, the costly tech in their places. So the headline says, last year, companies like Target, Walmart, Dollar General, and, and some British thing um, have pared down or in some cases completely eliminated how the automated systems work in their chains. Basically, theft is the biggest frustrating problem, not to mention other issues. Shoppers are 21 times more likely to slip purchases past scanners than um, human cashiers would do, doubling theft rates in their stores. Human error also accounts for losses. They say one in five admit taking products unintentionally. One in seven say they do it on purpose. Um, they say thanks to reality, um, humans are still needed to kind of maintain these machines but at the end of the day, it's kind of a big fiasco, Jay. And so you're starting to see less of this because it just didn't turn out as the perfect tech panacea as they hoped it would. I applaud this move. I think they should get rid of self-checkouts. Number one, I don't like them. Um, you end up, you feel like you're doing their job for them. Um, but that's not even the main thing. You know, I, I you, you like and, the experience. And I want to give you my opinion here coming up in a few minutes. Yeah. I, I like the experience of dealing with somebody. They're there to help. You have more employees in the store in general if you need a if you have a problem or an issue. Um, I have literally seen Dollar Generals that are unmanned because like the the one employee that's in this store is maybe in the bathroom or something, and and you could like walk out. People, you know, it just and they the self checkouts. I don't I don't think it's saving them yeah, the money. That's now, saving you said, money. Just have one person in Liberty walk out with all the store. That's that's saving a lot of money. You there. said people are twenty one or this article twenty one times. More likely. I don't see how that equates to double the theft. That's got to be a lot more than double the theft. Well, no, because 21, 21 times more likely um, to what? Do it by mistake, right? No, to do to to no, I guess cheat on the system or steal. No, 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 no. 21 times more likely to slip purchases past the scanner. And so they're, they're not saying it's intentional. A lot of the people are doing it by mistake, too. I think you give an example. I have four frozen juice cans or whatever. Right. I quickly scan three of them and move on because I'm in a hurry. 
and I forgot the fourth one. Right. So a lot of that stuff kind of. I've done enough self checkout to know that people are not forgetting it on purpose. I've you know because sometimes it's a pain, and you know when the thing's going off. I mean, I guess I've also worked in retail when I was young, so you know I know that the system how it works. But I mean, it's not that hard. It's very simple and. Um, I think people are cheating it all the time, and I think they are losing a lot of sales on it, and I don't think it's worth it. And not only that, why not? I mean, you're losing these entry-level jobs that are good training for people and and the ability to have people there to help out for other things or if you have a, a spill or a problem. I mean, everything doesn't just go as planned in a retail store, as you know. And I think having people there, I think you, I'll tell you this, I think you get better quality and a lower cost than trying to worry about all these AI things and extra hardware and uh, more cameras and everything else to watch for loss prevention. And then what do you got to take people to court and all that kind of stuff? So much easier to yeah, just have ridiculous. a real person there helping people out and smiling and saying, hey, thanks for shopping with us. Yeah, and I have a different view. I think that there's a place for the self-checkout, and I believe high tech can, can play a role. So, you know, if you have under five items or three items or whatever the number be, right. and or if you uh, have below a certain dollar amount, you know what? I'm just getting a bottle of aspirin. My my daughter needs aspirin or okay or whatever. And you run in and you just grab something real quick. Or I just need to get this or that. I don't have any problem running to a self checkout, swiping one or two things, and boom, you're on your way. You know they used to have these so things. I, what they've done though is they've said we used to have ten, eleven checkout lanes open. Now we've got one and five um, self self scanners or whatever you want to yeah. say self checkouts. To me, they've got it all wrong. They're 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 trying to go the pendulum swings. Should everyone work from home, Jay? No, well, no, that's that's ridiculous. So the same thing is true here. If you want to say to me, look, Sam, we've got 11 lanes because it's not a busy time. We have seven lanes open uh, or five lanes open or whatever the, the relative scaling is. Sure. It makes sense to me. And then we have two or three checkouts that it's like if you want to blast through with less than 50 bucks and less than five items or whatever the ratio is going to be. I don't know where the sweet spot is. Yeah. Where we don't lose money on sales. People don't really cheat the system because there's not hardly anything to scan anyway um, kind of thing. And. Um, I think people do it when they're just kind of tempted or when it's easy. I don't think they, a lot of people really mean to intentionally game the system. I just think circumstantially it happens, right? Um, but I think if you have less items and less dollars and somebody's in a hurry, then now they don't have to wait in line. I think it's the best of both worlds, but the majority should be still human interaction and, and human review of, of your thing. And most people like me are going to go to a human almost every time unless there's a bunch of long lines and I just need to leave because I've got something small. Right. It reminds I, I me of the that's old. That's the way they need to look at it. It's, they used to do. Neither are bad. They want you to believe one's bad, the other's good. Oh, self checkout's bad. This is good, or this is bad, and that's good. You know, all of it has its place. Let's just look at where does it best fit, right? Right. They used to do express lanes, right? If you had ten items or less, you could go to this Come express here, lane right. and you just and I'm jam saying turbo self checkout express lanes have three or four of them available if you want to use them. If you don't, we've got enough check stations open to take care of you anyway without too long a lines. And there's a balance. I think another way that people can do this, and Walmart is toying with this idea, right? So if you're a Walmart Plus customer, you can literally, as you're going through the store putting things in your buggy, you can ring them up on your phone on the app and have the whole yep. thing done. That's right. And then you By walk the way, up just so the whole nation knows a buggy is a shopping cart, people. Yeah. <laughs> that's a southern term. Sorry. Yes, your cart, your shopping cart, Sam. You can yeah, put it in right. there. And Even um, online, they're called shopping carts. Online, they'll say, you're, load up your buggy there, Jay. I know it. It's a, I picked it up from my <laughs> wife. She's very southern. and uh, So we've called it that since we've been married. I think it's great. I have to tease it. 30 years. It. My Canadian buddy says he always goes to the washroom, and I'm like, what the heck is that? It's the bathroom. It's, you know. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> you, can load, you can do this online, and I think this is kind of a cool concept. I don't think you should necessarily have to pay more for it. They look at it as a, like a perk because you're already a Walmart Plus customer. 
but you put all this stuff through and I think you should be able to just check out right there and walk out the door. But no, you have to go through one of the lanes and then you scan a QR code that's on your phone. It turns the receipt over to the checkout and then you do the normal checkout process. So that's a little bit clunky in my opinion. But here's an idea is use that kind of thing, but have a but membership. But it's still faster and simpler. You can keep an eye on how much things are costing as you go though too. Yeah, it is. So there's advantages too. And but the cool thing is you could have a membership, right? So you could, it could be free, but these could be people you trust. So if somebody's abusing the system, kick them out. Don't let them be part of the membership. Hey, you got to have to go through a regular line. I think it would be seen as a privilege and a, and more of an honor and people would want to keep that. They're not going to cheat it because, you know, there's some, yeah, something to lose if you don't, other than just like, Hey, you know, they're just right. sneaking and, stuff And they by. can justify all this stuff too, because they're getting memberships and it's part of the perks. And they're also reducing theft in the process and simplifying it to where they don't have to hire as many checkers. There's I've literally spots all over the place in this. I've literally seen videos of people saying that, Hey, if they expect me to check out my own groceries and they can't, you, you know, be bothered if I'm just going to take yeah, some extra stuff. they owe me the candy bar anyway, for heck's sake. Yeah. I'm doing the work for crying out loud. Give I me just, something. I'm like, wow. And, and I don't agree with that mentality. Me neither. But I, but I do understand, though, the problem when you give less and expect more. I mean, I go to places right now where you get your food. You literally go up to the counter, get your food, bring your tray to your table, go get your own napkins and drinks and this and that, and then eat and then put away your trash and leave. And, right. And they literally have a tip thing there. I know. And I'm I've thinking, seen what it. am I giving you a tip for? Giving me my food? So I, I heard an interesting. I mean, I'd rather not pay the tip and maybe we, you don't give me my food. I mean, I just don't understand it, right? But they're they're literally asking for tips for nothing and more less service and more uh, on us. At some point, I agree with the point. I would never steal over the point, but I but I agree with the point. Right. It's like, hey, drop prices if I'm the cashier now. Then people. I heard an interesting but rule no. of thumb about tipping, and you tell me what you think of this, Sam, because I've been I've been thinking about it, and it seems to be interesting. Um, is if you pay for the food before you get it, then there's no tip required. If you're paying for the food after you have been served and you're and you're getting it, like the bill at the end, then you should tip. Um, what do you think about that as a rule of thumb? I think as a rule of thumb, it's a good one, and I generally like the point. And I think it provides clarity, you know, when are they just doing what their job is versus when are they doing something special or unique for you? Secondly, when is that unique thing for you done that you're kind of asking for? So if I go and sit down at a restaurant and they take my order and do all these things for me, it's obvious they deserve, if they do a good job, a tip. Yeah. That's the other problem we've turned is tips used to be for good jobs or job well done. Thank you. Uh, above and beyond kind of service. Uh, now it's kind of like, man, if you don't get a tip, you're just a jerk. Regardless of the service. Yeah, right? it kind of takes away kind of some of the specialty. Regardless of if they've done anything for you, right? Yeah, it takes away the specialty sometimes when you want to give a gratuity to somebody, especially when they're not expecting it, that um, is kind of cool for a, a job so, well done. So I'm not really a tip guy. I mean, I don't, I don't chintz on tips because I realize that they've also changed the law to where a lot of servers sure. don't pay tips. I mean, a lot of servers um, getting paid less get wage. tips and, yeah. they, and they get paid less wage so, because their tips are supposed to make their wage what they, you know, I don't like all that either. Because then it makes it, you feel like a jerk if you don't tip. Because like, man, I mean, I don't want them working for three bucks an hour. They didn't do great to where I think they deserve a tip. But man, they can't be working for five bucks an hour or whatever. So yeah. you get that guilt trip going on. Then when they ask you for tips for things they're not even doing for you, I mean, why would I tip if I just go through a line, tell them what I want, they put it on my plate, and then they give it to me or, or take my order and fulfill it? This why would I tip for that? This also happens at places you put in a mobile order. You literally put the order together yourself. You pay for it. You do every part of it. You walk in to pick up the item off the counter and there's a, a request, you know, they spin the thing around and here's what's your tip. And you've got to either be the jerk yeah, and, and opt out and say, no, by default it's 15 or 20 or 22, whatever it is. And then you got to click the no. Yeah. Thing, dude, right <laughs> I mean, come on. It's like, no, I hate, I don't want to. And then you're just kind of like, 
hey, get this scum out. And of here's the other thing that bugs me a little bit about that is when you do tip on something like that and it doesn't even go to the people that get it, right? It just is going to the store's bottom line or somebody else is taking it that's pool, not supposed to. So the person that you really wanted to tip, they're just getting a teeny piece of it and all these other people that you don't even doesn't know seem or, fair. whether they did a good job or not and yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? There's a lot of shenanigans that are going on with this. It's a different topic, but. When uh, and when not to tip. <laughs> is that a tech discussion, Jay? It can be. There's a lot of tech involved. Like I said, with the mobile apps and everything else and the order, um, there's a, you know, there's a lot of stuff there, you know. Now this is comical a little bit, but I'm going to bring it up anyway because it it totally relates here. Headline says this: Tipping etiquette, Jay. Okay. When you must tip, and when it's okay not to tip. Do you see a problem with that? Think yeah. Of the wording nobody there. should be. I mean, I guess there. You do need to know etiquette, right? People should know Agreed. that, but um, sure. nobody should be telling you you must or you mustn't. Right, think, but they the say must on the tip side, and then when it's okay not to on the other side. So it's not must not or should not, or when it's okay not to. So it's always a must. It might so be you're, okay not to in exceptions. I look at it the opposite way. You're saying there's way. a slant to this article that's like. Yeah. Tipping etiquette. So they're trying to say, look, we're kind of the professionals on this. Now we're going to give you the how it really is supposed to be, right? We're the expert. When you must tip. Or when it's okay not to. How about when you should tip and when you shouldn't? Or that would like seem a little more okay balanced. Not to. It's like yeah. you really obviously should, but when you can slide out of your obligations. Huh? Anyway, I only bring that up because it relates to this kind of self-checkout thing, too. When I do my self-checkout, then what happens is I try to get a bag because I want to put my stuff in a bag, right? Right. Oh, no. In a lot of states now, bags cost like 10 cents. So now I'm literally paying 10 cents for the bag to put my stuff in by myself when they used to give me the bag free and do it for me. Yep. And I, I get that people are frustrated going, this isn't right. Well, the reason tips came up in this whole discussion, I know it's not high tech necessarily, but it's kind of tip etiquette versus cash register etiquette a little bit. When are you dumping too much work on me? Uh, and, you know, how many people are gaming the system versus how many people are letting things slip through by mistake versus how many people are really accurate? You know, that, that's kind of an accuracy thing, too. You go to work, and a lot of people are more accurate in attention to detail, and a lot of people aren't. How much of it is that? You know, and A lot of people know. are maliciously stealing from the system. There's, I mean, there's no other. For sure. Yeah. Without question. And they do that either just, like, via the self-checkout, or sometimes they just send the mob in and do it, right? Yeah, that, too. I mean, that's... <laughs> they just send in the, I don't know what those... Flash mob is what they call it. Flash mob with intent to thieve or whatever. I don't know. Um, And believe it or not, there's a lot of uh, stores that have been shutting down around the country now. In-N-Out Burger is one of the most well-known burger chains in the the country or whatever, mainly out in the West, but it's well-known. They had to close the Oakland, California location because there was just so much theft and so much crime, they just flat-out shut it down. And then on the heels of that article, I saw a bunch of other companies all across the country are shutting down in San Francisco and in Chicago and all over the place. Walgreens are pulling out a lot of those places. This isn't safe. This isn't, we're just not doing it. Uh, And then they get accused of being racist because they're, um, you know, not serving certain communities. I don't, I don't want to touch the race card about it. What I'm trying to say is, look, they're just trying to do risk reward analysis on their business, Jay. They're not into any other game. They're just simply saying, look, our bottom line is so hindered by crime and threats and lack of safety and thievery that we've got to do something else. We've got to close this store. We've got to get rid of the self-checkouts in this place, and we got to this and that. They're just trying to, you know, 
take care of business. I don't blame them. In and my if, opinion. And if the people in those communities, whatever community it is, it doesn't matter, um, they need to stop that kind of stuff, even if they need to have their own you know, people standing out there and making sure that doesn't happen. If you want to keep your local whatever, Walgreens, your In-N-Out Burger, um, you've got to make sure that it's a safe place for both the consumers and the business owner because if it's just getting robbed blind, they're just going to shut it down. They can't. I mean, what else can they do? It's not sustainable. Anyway, bottom line is our, uh, you know, when it comes to tech, I, I really would like something that would let me know when I should tip and when I shouldn't. There could be an app that would literally say, hey, when you're at this restaurant or this restaurant or this place or this place, and they could start to give you a good guideline of when you should tip and when. I don't want to say you shouldn't uh, when it's okay not to. That's not really fair. That's slanted. When you should and when you should not tip. I don't think you should tip when it's not warranted. Unless you're anyway, getting an exceptional you know, experience from somebody. You know, then it is warranted. Right. Anyway, I just find it very fascinating, and I wonder if technology, I wonder if AI could help us with that, huh, Jay? You think AI knows more than we do? I don't know. AI is usually just trained on a body of knowledge from other people. Oh, anyway, yeah. so. so it's just us. I see. All right. There you have it. All right, Jay, have you, have you installed the December 2023 Windows update? Uh, it's a Windows sure 11 update. No, well, hey, okay. Wait, is it for Windows 11 only or for Windows 10? I've done Windows the Windows 10 only. one. I don't run any okay. Windows 11 machines. Well, oh, that's you not get that fixed. So entirely true. But personally, I have some in business that I manage. But um, yeah. personally, I don't have I any have Windows, Windows 11, 11 machines. Right. I, I feel well, sad. Anyway, they say if you, you if you install the December 2023 Windows 11 update, they they say you should know how it breaks Wi-Fi networks. Oh, the Windows 11 updates breaks Wi-Fi networks by affecting your adapter's ability to connect to the network. What a nice feature. And they say the reason why is things just are not the same across all networks is the reason. And then they say you'll most likely use problems if you're using an enterprise, education, or public Wi-Fi network. So maybe that's why, Jay, you haven't experienced it too, because you don't go to those kind of networks very often, if at all, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I connect at hospitals and stuff like that. I think this has to do with uh, uh, when you have a lot of wireless access points that are all named the same and they're traveling between the two of them, like there's like roaming on the uh, ones. That's kind of the root issue of this maybe, but um, so it doesn't affect a lot of like home users, but my goodness, the Windows 11 is supposed to be the latest and greatest and it's not instilling a lot of confidence in me in upgrading. Even though the deadline is right around the corner, you know that like next April 2025 is like, hey, end of life for Windows 10. Yes. I understand, so you're going to have to get up on it. But they say it's when you're using 802.1x um, authentication to connect an enterprise network or whatever, then you experience it or whatever. They say the selective nature of the connectivity issues uh, said a lot of people believe it might be Qualcomm's out-of-date wireless adapters or whatever. But they say you can fix it in two ways. And I, I, the reason I bring this whole story up is I don't think there's any good fixes for this thing. They say disable uh, 802.1R. Do you know what that is, Jay? It's just another. 802.11R. 802.11R. So you have A, B, G, N, yeah. R, X. Right. You know, and also the other thing that you can try is some of these are backwards compatible. So if you can't connect with 802.11X, you might be able to fall back to N or G or B or something like that if it'll if your router, the the system you're connecting to will handle it. Um, but it's still, it's not a great solution. It's a horrible solution. So they say, turn that off. You could have other problems, but it might solve your problem. Then they say, fortunately, Microsoft has a better option for you, Jay. Plug in an ethernet jack? <laughs> no. no. 
they say you can solve the problem by using the well-known known issues rollback feature. And just uninstall that update. So just roll back, yep. That is not a fix. I, that I was not call a fix. It. That's why I said there are no good fixes. That's a workaround. That is a workaround to say, hey, don't apply this if it causes you problems. We'll just undo it. Just think of control, what is it, control, control Z. Control Z, yeah. You know, just do a quick control Z on this baby. <laughs> but I bring this all up because there's no real good fix, and it's already been, what, a month plus since it came out? Yeah. Why doesn't Microsoft or somebody, I mean, that's howling bug. Even if even if you don't go to a lot of these different enterprise and educational and public and whatever networks, to me, this is a howling bug that needs an answer, though. Don't just tell everybody, my gosh, we broke your computer, roll back. I've seen it before. A lot of people don't know how to roll back, Jay. I've seen it a couple of years ago with Windows 10 updates where, or maybe it was Windows 7, where um, they broke printers. Where literally you'd go to send a print job and your whole computer would just reboot. And um, and the only solution for a long time was just, oh, don't install that update. Just don't install that update. Right. Anyway, they say you can solve the problem by using the known issues rollback feature. Microsoft dealt with these things to deal with, quote, non-security bugs that occurred from updates. So it's exactly designed for this purpose. It's kind of strange. Now, I get in an emergency, say, hey, roll back because of the emergency, Jay. But to me, to just tell everybody to roll back and not be working on a fix, or at least doesn't, you know, doesn't seem to be working on a fix, seems insane to me. No, that fix is going to come out in July, and they're going to have it ready to go by then. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I'm trying to talk about, is it's like, what the heck? You'd be all good by summer. You would think they would have that big time. Hey, Kim Commando wrote an article about traveling. And about malware and how to safely charge your phone. You know what? The power might be fine, but look out for the USB connectivity, etc. It's not as bad in America, but it's bad around the world. And it's never wise to plug that stuff in. We'll cover that next time. And again, you know what? We just grab everything from everybody that we can and bring the best tech experience to you. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. So we, we really just scour the net and things for things that are relevant in your life, things that are interesting and unique from a scientific point of view to a tech point of view. Sometimes we fall off the bandwagon and we you know go to the less tech option sometimes and stuff like that because we really think that's smarter and better. The best tech guys don't always look for the latest, greatest on the edge tech to solve everything. Sometimes they go back to basics and say, listen. You know what? You don't need everything for this. You just need this or that. or And, and a lot of the note-taking that I do is just, believe it or not, still in text files, Jay, to make the point. Yeah, most people. I know they people, don't bold and they're not pretty, but for me, it's just so simple and easy and the data set's tiny. Most people want tech to just work. They want to be able to use it and it not control their whole life. And there is a sweet spot. There's a balance between you don't have to be on the bleeding edge. The bleeding edge is cool and it's fun to, to test with and to... And those are the people that are driving things forward and making things better, no doubt. But oftentimes, the simpler, um, easier, tried and true is where you need to be, especially with business, where you just need things to work. You're just trying to get a job done. Um, you know, if you're gaming, if you're you're doing uh, marketing, some of these things, you might need the latest, greatest stuff. But um, not in in most core businesses, banking or, or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you got to have it happen. We, we just heard about a server um, that was over in, in China, a bank that got hacked, or, or rather they didn't get hacked because they were running a Novell operating system in their bank from the 80s, right? Because the, they got malware on their system, but it couldn't do anything because it didn't know how to even handle the operating system. So um, there's somebody that's using some tried and true software from 40, 50 years ago. 
Well, there you have it. And, and I think there's a balance. It's always good to stay updated as the general theory that people believe in. And I agree with that for the most part. But sometimes there's missteps. And so I always I always try to stay as close to up to date as I can, but leave a buffer of one or two versions or something like that just to see how they fare with it. So, for example, I supply QuickBooks to a lot of my clients and stuff like that. And I recommend 2003 right now. I know 2004 just came out. I get it. And I know you can upgrade to it. I understand. But I'm kind of cool just hanging out with 2003 for the next three or four or five months. And then when you upgrade to 2023, you got all the latest patches. Yeah, 2023. Right. Sorry. 2023, 2024. And then, hey, the patches are out. And so I can, you know, just apply the latest 2024 with all patches. And I'm probably pretty stable a, a few months later. So that's just an upgrade kind of pattern idea for you as well. Thanks so much. NPITechGuys.com, our website for the podcasts, show notes, and then click the button and you get tech notes. Brought to you by NetworkProvidersInc.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. Thanks so much. Make it a great deck day, will you? Hey, thanks.